Welcome to Project Encouragement. Oftentimes in life, we face struggles that keep us broken, discouraged, and downhearted. But the Word says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So we're hoping our broadcast can help you stay encouraged on your journey. Hello, and welcome to the broadcast. In today's episode, uh, I want to come out of Psalms 46, verses 4 through 7. And the scripture reads this, There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. In today's episode, if I had to title it, I would title it, I will not be moved. Uh, Many of us Christians today we're moved by a lot of things. We are moved by circumstances of life, stresses of life, and we just need to be reminded not to be moved. And these scriptures right here in Psalms 46 verses 4 through 7 is giving us some example of that. Uh, First of all, it's talking about the city of God, which is Jerusalem, which is a, a literal place. But also the scripture is talking to us as Christians, believers, about not being moved. Now, if you read throughout the Bible, over the many years, Jerusalem was attacked by kingdoms and nations. And they, have, they, they rose against Jerusalem. But the scripture said God was in the midst. Verse 5, it says, you know, God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. What the scripture is saying, if you read throughout the Bible, in like 1300 BC, the Jebusites, they attacked Jerusalem. And, God, and Jerusalem prevailed. But they, they were under attack. And in 925 BC, Shishak, the king of Egypt, they attacked the temple and they plundered the temple, but the temple got rebuilt. And then in 850 BC, the Philistines, the Arabians, and the Ethiopians, they also attacked and plundered Jerusalem and plundered the temple, and it was rebuilt. And then in 701 BC, the, the king of Assyria, he had threatened to destroy the city and destroy Jerusalem. And then God, you know, he kills 185,000 troops as they tried to enter the city. And then in 605 BC, we all know in uh, Daniel and the children of Israel, they became captives of the Babylonians and they were captive for like 70 years. And then uh, 586 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he carries out all the temples, treasures, and uh, and he attacks Jerusalem. But God prevailed, and Jerusalem got rebuilt. Now, 
if you literally, for you and I, over our life and many years, we've been attacked by Satan's kingdom. He has risen against us because we are God's people. If you're saved, you are God's child. You, we are God's children. And Satan does not like that. And we we understand that Satan, he's on a, what, a threefold mission to kill, steal, and destroy us. But Satan, he attacks us mentally and spiritually. Uh, Satan tells, you know, I don't know about you, but Satan whispers in our ears sometimes, just go ahead and give up. Give up this Christian walk. Give up trying to live a holy life. Give up trying to live a life conducive of being a Christian. And, and Satan, you know, when he attacks us, he tells us, hey, you know what? You're worthless. Yeah, you're worthless. Don't don't even try. You think you are somebody. You think you are a child of God. You're worthless. Uh, and then Satan, he tells us these lies that, hey, you know what? You're not even saved. Uh, go ahead and give it up, you know. Uh, he's saying that the blood is not good enough for you. You're not saved. And Satan, over the years, even he's he's attacking you now. He's saying, you know what? You're not appointed. You're not anointed. You don't have any anointing. You don't have a calling on your life. You don't have a you don't have have a gift. Just give it up. And for us ministers, you know the 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 devil tells us you're not even worthy or fit to minister or for a Sunday school teacher I'm sure he you get attacked and you know the devil tells you well you're not fit to teach or you're not fit to lead or even just as just as a regular everyday Christian the devil tells you you're not even fit to witness how can you witness so and he also Satan he he comes to us and he attacks us physically with sickness and he tries to get us discouraged. If you're sick today and you're believing in your healing, I know God heals miraculously. He does it instantly, but sometimes he does it over time. And you're waiting for your healing. And I know that the devil, he whispers in your ear, you know, uh, go ahead and give it up. Your healing's not coming. But I've got some good news for you. I got some good news. In verse 7, it said, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Now, what does that mean? First of all, it means God is on our side. Now, if you looked over the past, even when I talked about, you know, Jerusalem, the, they got attacked uh, over and over and over, but God prevailed. The temple got rebuilt. Uh, Jerusalem, they, they got, you know, it got, it got remodeled, and if you look at that, it is a picture of mercy and grace. Well, first of all, what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor that you get from God that you don't deserve. And what is mercy? Mercy is judgment that you deserve, but you don't get it. Boy, I tell you what, you know, the children of Israel, and even in our life with our disobedience, we deserve judgment, we deserve penalties, but thank God for grace and mercy. You know, God over the years brought out Jerusalem from calamity several times, and God has brought you out of calamity several times. Oh, Lord, if we look upon our life, you know, the Lord, he's brought us out. They brought you from the miry clay. I don't know about you, but 
I've been brought out some some pretty bad situations, and I've been I've put myself in a situation that I shouldn't have been in, and I'm sure you have. And God has brought you out. That is a picture of mercy and grace. But with that, we have to have a foundation. See, we cannot be moved. So how do you not be moved is because you have a foundation. You know, a house has a foundation. And a house cannot be moved because of the foundation. And we all, we all know that the foundation is the basis, the, the load-bearing. But what is the foundation for us as Christian? First of all, to be saved, to be covered under the blood of Jesus. That is one of the, one of the main blocks of the foundation. But also, the foundation is uh, teaching and preaching of the Word. Being part of a church that teaches and preaches the Word of God. And also, in believing and living by sound doctrine of the Word. That's a good foundation. And also, reading and applying the Word to our life. You know, the Word is a living Word. It's living water. It flows out of us. And if you read the Word, it gives us instructions on how to live our life, how to conduct ourselves. That's how, that's one of the foundations. And also, having faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith. But one of the main foundations that we have to have as a child of God, as a Christian, is a healthy prayer life. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you, you have to have a healthy prayer life. Um, if you're out there listening, if I took a poll, many of y'all are in a relationship. You're married, dating, whatever. But your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend... You know that something's wrong, but you have to ask them, hey, what's wrong? They have to communicate that with you. And you communicate with them, hey, this bugs me. Hey, I'm, you know, I have this problem, or hey, I need some help, or hey, I love you. You know, that's communication, and we have to have a prayer life. And that is how we communicate with the Lord through prayer. And that's one of the greatest foundations we can have is have a healthy prayer life. I guess if you look at it, you have a flower, you know, flower, you have the pot, you have the soil, you have the flower. And how the, how does a flower uh, bloom? Of course, we have to have the sun, of course, the sunshine. But the, the main ingredient is water. And water is the nutrients. And, you know, if if you don't water a plant, it's going to it's going to wither up and die. Now, you can have all the you can have the elements. It can have everything it needs, but it needs water. And prayer is like water uh, with her relationship with the Lord. Uh, you have to have it. It's essential. So today I just want to encourage you. I know you're going through some stresses of life. You're going through some things. But don't be moved. God has got your back. Don't be moved. Don't be shaken and have a good foundation. If you have a good foundation, you're not going to be moved. Um I hope this episode has given you some encouragement to not be moved and be stable and have a good foundation of the Lord. But before I leave you today, I, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray 
that the listeners of this episode or broadcast will get some encouragement from your word. And Lord, I pray that this word falls on good ground. And Lord, I pray that you send encouragement to the discouraged brothers and sisters. And Lord, if there's someone out there that's backslidden or lost, Lord, I pray that they come to you to the saving knowledge and come back to the fold or get their sins covered under the blood. But Lord, I pray that this will be a blessing to all of us. And Lord, I pray you just encourage us on the walk with you. And I ask these prayers up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Stay blessed. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the broadcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a comment, or if you have a prayer request, feel free to inbox us, and we will pray and believe God with you. Until next time, remember Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever.